Hell yes, you spiritual badass. The play button you just hit brought you into a world of your own magic where you can be, do, and have anything. Where the possibilities are endless and you are limitless. I'm Janessa McKenzie, your guide on this journey, an NLP practitioner, master mindset coach, and an intuitive and lunar living expert. Join me in mixing the woo with the do to elevate you to be the best version of you that you can be. Raise the collective consciousness to a higher frequency so we all rise and many, many future generations continue to rise. We're going to unlearn all the bullshit that we've been taught and conditioned to believe and shift into the next paradigm of truth and to walk along the spiritual path, whatever that looks like for you, to find more love, light, joy, and gratitude. I'm sharing all the knowledge I have and will continue to acquire to help you to live the best possible life of abundance, growth, and self-love. You can manifest your dreams. You can create your own incredible reality. You are meant for more. You deserve more. You can be, do, have whatever you want because you are limitless. You are a spiritual badass. Let's do this. Everyone, welcome back to the You Spiritual Badass podcast. I am here with huh, Janessa, not me. <laughs> uh, this Janessa is from North California. She is the number one psychic in Northern California, and we have been um, friends for I don't know what two years. About two years. Mm-hmm. Because she Googled me. Well, she Googled her own name and found me. Correct. So that's how this whole thing started. Um, she has read me a couple times and we've just gotten to be friends. And she's here. And we're going to talk about souls. <laughs> uh, but we'll get into that more in a minute. So uh, welcome, Janessa. And tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, so I'm a medium here in NorCal. And I live about an hour north of San Francisco. Uh, I've been doing this the business for five years. Uh, before that was about 22 years, drunken bars. And uh, I had a beautiful uh, astral travel dream that told me to quit being irresponsible with a gift and to start doing it as a business. And so I have. I do not drink why I do any readings uh, since that point. Now, if it happens to happen in a bar unintentionally, it's a different story. But as far as, as, far as plantains go, I do not drink anymore why I do that so it's all organic and completely fluid and I love doing it amazing that's awesome um and I, I will tell everyone that's listening right now that um she has been the only one that's completely completely blown my mind um during a reading so uh if you where can people find you if they want to you know connect with you so I have a website it's connectwithjanessa.com uh, spelled the same way as yours, but it was so awesome. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm also on all the social media platforms, uh, TikTok. I do TikTok videos, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think Twitter or whatever it's called now, X. But yeah. uh, <laughs> besides that, um, that's where you can reach out to me at. So I'm on all those platforms. Awesome. All right. So uh, we were talking a few minutes ago before we hit record about a conversation that I had with my uncle recently, um, where he was sitting with my aunt, who's around the same age as he is. He's in his late 70s, 80s. And he looked at her and saw my grandmother, who has obviously passed on. 
Um, and I said to him, it was probably her, you know, just popping in <laughs> to say hi. Uh, and he asked me a really interesting question. He said, I don't like, what, what are your, my beliefs? He asked me what my beliefs were on a soul. Like does a soul, if, if I believed in reincarnation, how does a medium then talk to that same soul? So, and other things. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? So yeah. I had this question by somebody, I think it was a few months ago. I don't really remember where it was at. And and then I did a podcast day earlier and the same question was asked. So it's very interesting how like certain things are in the crawl of people, like in just the, I feel like we're changing evolutionary anyways, as far as mm -hmm. like our spirituality goes. So people who normally wouldn't go to mediums or seek spirituality are really looking for questions and answers. Cause we're wondering, I don't know. I think we're just shifting. Right. Mm -hmm. So this question was asked me and um, I was like, how would that work? Like if I love my grandmother, which I love my grandmother, if she crosses over and then comes back, I want her to be there for me when I pass away. Like I want to see her again. I need to need to kind of, as I'm getting older or if something happens, if I start seeing, I have a big belief that when you're close to your end of life, that's why you will start seeing people because that, that veil gets very thin. So mm -hmm. if your grandmother or grandfather or whoever, mother, father happens to talk to their spouse, like in the daylight, they got days, if not hours, because that's such a, it's such a comforting thing to feel like you're going home. So I, I asked the unit, I asked spirit, right? I was like, yo, how does this work? If by some chance uh, I died and if she, would she have crossed, come back? Is she like living her best life and like Germany? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and then get an answer. It was like, no one said anything. So I was like, cool. Thanks for abandoning me. So then I went to TJ Maxx. I walked in to grab some stuff and I was in this one aisle at the body scrub aisle. And it was like a tap on my shoulder, like not physical, but I could feel it. It was like, I have, any, I have the response for you. And I was like, okay, to what? And I'm not kidding you. Multiple times I will talk to myself in public and people just walk by like, all right, she needs medication. <laughs> so this so, wasn't real, like a live person that tapped you on the shoulder. Yeah. Well, it was like a live dead person. So it was like a real... <laughs> spirit that was like was like I have the because I asked for it I specifically said can you guys let me know when there's a response to how this all works because people want to know they come in here and they are like are they going to cross over and come back or whatever so this made a lot of sense to me it was just spelled out very simply we don't come back until we are the bloodline so diluted as far as who knows us so that would mean like I don't know my great, great grandmother. I don't know her. I don't know of her. I don't have stories or earth memories or uh, there's no lineage still talking about her where they miss her, want her, need her. It would be, that would be, we, that would be when you choose to reincarnate because there's no one waiting for you. There's no pull to have expectations to give you closure or comfort or anything. So I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So like my great grandmother, I know her, but like my kids don't know her. So then by the time that my kid, I die, she could go, okay, I'm going to come back now. I'm ready for my next lesson or my next experience or whatever the case is. So it made a lot of sense for me. It was just like that, that, that correlated with logic, or, you know, logic in this, in this yeah. industry. So, you know. In this space. Yes. In that space. So, so um, really while we're talking, there is a cardinal in my, um, in my, uh -huh. Right now on my window in my bird little bird feeder. 
So my grandma used to collect cardinals. Yeah. That's like sit, just sitting there hanging out, eating its little seeds. That's amazing. Cause yeah. I really was thanks. I'm going through stuff in life like we all do. And, um, I'm looking for signs from her and I don't get them and I don't normally get them from her to me. It's to other people. So it would make a lot of sense. Mm, nice. Uh, yeah. Very cool. So, so I feel like that is like one line of how spirit kind of acts mm -hmm. in a lineage. Right. Right. So what I said to my uncle was, is that it's my belief that we're all energy, right? We're all part of this collective consciousness. Right. And that, you know, when we, when we leave earth, our soul spirit energy goes to back to collective consciousness to kind of integrate all the lessons that we've learned right. into, yep. into collective consciousness. So everyone can, you know, rise and elevate and elevate. Right. in or whatever you want to <laughs> however you want to say it right so I'm, there's so, so that, many to it yeah so that yeah. those little pieces of collective consciousness have the energy that i my body held here on earth correct so the reason why my energy could and that's why i believe that that's how my energy can reincarnate into whoever down the line right and also be read by a medium right okay and, you know what i'm saying like right. it, we're not on salt like i feel like so i'm gonna kind of bring religion into this just a little bit when i was growing up my grandmother went to church all the time god was a being that's how i was taught right, right. it was one person and i'm air quoting here <laughs> Because when I was little, that's what I thought, because that's what it, they, you know, everyone made it sound like God was a person that right. was up in heaven waiting for us and the father of Jesus. Right. Now I believe that it, you know, God is everything. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah. a, it's like a word, a term to cover a lot of basis of, I, yeah, my mentor is now passed. And mm -hmm. she, her, in her readings and her books and her, um, as a medium, as psychic, uh, she always referred like angels and gods and that in the scripture. Um, and I, and as much as I love her so much, and usually when I talk about her, she comes in, she comes through and I hear her, um, mm -hmm. may happen, um, <laughs> is the, that like, uh, um, and she's well known. So everyone knows, I'm not everyone, but I even know Sylvia Brown is. So mm -hmm. being the mentor, um, it's one of those things where I wondered if it was the easiest way to articulate to the masses what you're trying to explain. So mm -hmm. by saying these certain words like angels, God, everyone understands. You don't have to explain it. I've chosen a different way of doing that. I do not say God or angels. I call them watchers and going home. Um, mm -hmm. And the idea of the lessons being learned here, like to explain to people that there's no difference between a murderer and a murdered person at all. Now, granted, in this world, I guarantee you if someone kills someone I love, just go, I'm not going to, I will have no reserve because that's my earthbound emotions, right? Anger and frustration and, and all this stuff, right? But I understand it still. Like in order to become a murderer, you got to go through a lot of things in life to create that person. 
you you don't just wake up one day like you or I and be like, yo, I it's time for me to kill somebody. I feel yeah. like that's off my list. You have to go through poverty, abuse, neglect. All those things have to happen to create that that soul's change into whatever the the version of that is, or or just people who make dumb decisions based off of you know ingestion of things, etc. Um, same goes for a person who's a murdered person. Like I've met people in this world, I clearly know for a fact that they were probably a victim in the past life because mm-hmm. they're defense. They're walking through life ready to defend, ready to fight, ready to honor, ready to protect their loved ones at any cost because they've already been through that experience. And you can see me people all the time, not like just a sign thing because you know, you're a, a Taurus or a Libra or a Capricorn or a Scorpio. These are actually, those are parts of the elements, but like, it's like, you can, you know, when you meet somebody right off jumpstart that you do not, can I, can we swear on here? Yes. Okay. So, you know, you meet someone you can't fuck with. You just know right off the bat, they don't have any, they have no boundaries when it comes to defending their people. Any people you know are clearly victims. Mm. They have never experienced to be not vulnerable and not, not self-aware. They're just like those people get taken advantage of. So I don't know. I think that we just, we go home, we download things to home, like again, with the whole God idea or the God premise um, is that there probably is much higher spirits who have went through the chains for many, 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 many years. And they are our protectors. They, mm. they're the ones who give us a place to, when we go home to understand and to like the most ultimate level of spirituality. I always say, I'm not coming back. I, I'm, I think I'm done. I think I, mm. I don't think I'm coming back. I just think that I've done enough and I'm not the highest spiritual person, but I definitely know that I feel tired, you know? And I feel like I've done all this stuff many, many, many times and without, so mm. anyway, that's my theory so, on the God home thing, if you will. Yeah. So what is your, what are your thoughts about multiple lives being lived at once? Lived at once. So different like, timelines. Like at the same exact time. Yeah. So if I were to say, like, I believe that there is a higher self that has been there done that in this timeline for you right Right. so if i you know talk to my higher self in this timeline then i can maybe move my lessons or move my goals or objectives or whatever along faster in this lifetime but there (laughs) are other many people that also feel that there are multiple timelines. So if you make a decision, right. Right. To go left instead of right in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you made any other decision? Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I, I I feel like, I, I feel like when we're here, we're now tapping into your, to your higher self would be, for us old souls or older souls or mid range, whatever, whenever you've had more than one life, I feel like that's just tapping into knowledge of your past experiences. Like mm-hmm. you are literally dialing in like, um, so what's up? Is this the right thing? Am I, am I, is this the right moment? Am I making the right choices? Have I, this feels very familiar. Have I done this before? Have I made this bad decision before? Have I made this good decision before? So it's like, almost like you just sit in a meditation state and we just do things that are like, really tapping into the experience we've already learned prior and then deciding, do I make that same choice again? Hello, making the same 
bad decisions, the lifetime to lifetime. Um, or I, I, I cannot get down with this. I, I personally, I don't, I know everyone has their feelings. I can't get down with multiple layers at once. I think that's not messy, but it's just not honoring that you are, you are in this journey for whatever reason to be solely in it 100% and tapping into any old experiences. If you're a new soul, man, people love being old souls. I love when I call them an old soul, like, thanks. I know. And I'm like, really? Aren't you a little exhausted with that? Like, I really like these new souls. They're they're spastic and they're super creative and they have this great way of saying the same problem that all of us old souls have been trying to solve for centuries. They're like, we're all staying, staring right, right? We're staring right, we're looking at the same problem. We're like, ah, I cannot fix. And they come in with their little young selves. They're like, um, put your head that way. And like, don't you see the difference? And we're like, dude, how'd you figure that out? That's <laughs> That is fucking amazing. So for me, I really used to, I was on the same place back in my day where I was, I'm an old soul. And now I'm like, yeah, no, dude, I am an old soul. <laughs> bring me your young soul energy. Bring me that the new way of thinking and looking because I need growth. So tell me what you guys are seeing that's so different than what we're seeing. And this goes for every facet, like um, politics, religion, spirituality, sexuality, um, I just got stuck in the rut of like the same thing all the time and having these new young souls simply say things to me. There was a, a, a friend of mine's son. Oh yeah. A fr- my business partner, uh, her son and her daughter were playing. And uh, one question she asked is why do you always dress in the female clothes? You know, questioning, wondering, you know, whatever. And he looked at her and he's like, cause I can't pretend to be a boy mom. I already am one. Mm. I just sat back on the phone and I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. Right, mic drop. And I was like, that should be on something somewhere for people to see. It was so simplistic Mm -hmm. that when he plays with his little sister and they're playing house or they're playing like whatever the the store, the grocery store, he can't just be himself. That would be just being himself. Mm -hmm. It was so and so beautiful and that's what i'm saying that young soul energy those these these children who are coming through with all this new wisdom they have no idea they even have because they're only seeing it without any filters that we've created and it was just really cool so i don't know i i i can't get down with the multiple timelines i just want to be super stuck in whatever i've chosen to be in right now and ride that until the wheels fall off and i'm fine with that i'm fine with that it's a little exhausting yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. So we can't get down with multiple timelines or multiple you're like tapping into the old one though. Cause one, I think you're tapping into the spirit to watch over you, your family, friends who fast and also your own spirit guides. Right. I totally get that. That is usually something we look back on multiple times in our life. And we're mm-hmm. like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Someone was telling me not to go to that party or not to get in the car today, or I should have, you know, picked that, number or whatever the thing is and we just don't listen to it because we're stubborn and we're human and so yeah. we know better. we don't yeah. giving grace over to this your intuition is is it's taking me 45 years to really succumb to just going all right i'm gonna live today probably about 80 percent of my intuition and the other 20 percent just me being a taurus <laughs> <laughs> no <one's better. laughs> yeah the, so, the other 20 percent for me is just like autopilot <laughs> that's it yeah that's you know? uh, that it's you're right I mean, it, it's yeah it's the way we are we're, we're kind of like groomed a certain way to kind of 
say yes and do certain things and not go off intuition and then look back and regret it. So this has been my year of and using intuition only to make decisions and it's serving me very well. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. I actually um, feel like I was more in tune with my intuition, like, and then, you know, the, the business kind of got a lot (laughs) kind of like lose that. Like, I I don't want to say I lost it because I I know it's there. I know I can tap back into it at any time, but sometimes you, you override it because things are like, this has done these, all these little things have to get done. And it's like, boom, and your logical brain has to like take over. And you're like, wait, wait, I don't want to use my logical brain. (laughs) You know? And that's that's kind of how I felt. Like, I felt like with my business, I was, I was no longer tapping into my personal life. Mm -hmm. So my personal life went into autopilot. Life went on to get on the treadmill, drink your bloom smoothie, lose weight, drink your water, you know, brush your teeth, get seven to eight hours of sleep if you can. And it was like, that's all I was doing. And I kind of started missing like intimacy and affection. And I missed uh, just listening and absorbing and like being present in the moment. But yeah, at office, I was like giving people daily six times, you know, six times, six days a week, three times a day, plus group readings. I'm giving them all this beautiful feeling and healing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get it. One or the other, it feels like can't be combined sorry combined so I just I I agree on that it just depends on which side you're talking about for me it was all business no personal Mm -hmm. and then I lost myself like just my feelings and emotions towards anything yes so yeah 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 well it's been definitely tapping me on the shoulder going you gotta tap back in yeah (laughs) yeah like I know I have to do do this get back to those morning rituals or whatever it is like yeah, absolutely. All right. So back to the kind of multiple, I get, I get that, you know, I can understand where you're coming from, where you say you can't get down with the multiple timelines, but do you believe that our soul has, or our higher self or the soul contract that we made when we came down here, right. we already know everything that's going to happen in this life. Like, before we come and then we forget so that we can go through it. I feel like we have like a set of, I had this astro travel dream when I was like 13 or 14, my grandparents had passed away, my adopted dad's side. And um, I've only had the astro travel dream now uh, six times, seven times in my whole life. So as I kept, as I'd had them, I knew that they were extremely important. They weren't like a dream. They weren't, I knew every detail. I knew every number, every word. I knew how important things were. I felt very comfortable being there. I'd been there before. So this one was like 13 or 14 years old, I think. And, um, and I walked into the Brady Bunch house into the kitchen. And then my grandmother was staying there and she had one of those, like, you know, the, what do you call it? The blueprints that the dad would have on the the TV show, Mm -hmm. Architect. And she had out my blueprint super long and it was like, all oh, I couldn't even see the end of it. And she stood in front of it and my grandpa was to the side. I never talked to him usually because he was from Latvia and he just didn't like talk to anyone ever. And so, uh, but she did. And so she st- stood there and she unraveled it. And I was like, what is that? And she like, this is your blueprint. This is where you're at right now. And she pointed to like, I don't know, the first quarter of it. And I was like, 
oh really? And she and I couldn't quite. It was like hieroglyphics. You couldn't quite read what. Like I could see the English words beforehand, but after I couldn't really understand what the words were. It was like weird to look at. And she goes, "This is where you're going." And I was like, "Well, where am I going?" And she's like, "You can't know that, but you'll see if you look just glance, you'll see giant spikes that you've agreed to." so far everything else in between is part of your lessons you have to just learn like loosely or just like organically and so I'm like looking down I'm like what is that spike and what is that that's huge and she's like that's your most important spike that is when everything changes for you and I can't tell you what it is but it's significant I thought being a kid that was my death line then I realized that humongous spike then had like 15 more significant spikes but not as tall as that one mm-hmm. and so it was like obviously bullet points that you're supposed to go through that are already set in motion I guess mm-hmm. but the old beginning and the end and the big one in the middle and everything else is a variable I think so you don't ever shift from your death you're not going to shift from uh, significant milestones that you know are humongous decisions you're making so everything else in the middle is just like I guess variables to what you're going to go through and um, it was kind of scary and it was kind of overwhelming but I felt very comfortable knowing that she had me like that and that I was I still had a long time to go which should have set me to a place where I didn't think I was gonna die at 21 and 28 and 32 because I've always been like I'm dying at 18 I'm dying at 21 um that was a personal thing I did to myself not not that blueprint so yeah. it was it was interesting so I think that we do get set we have set things we're supposed to learn here how we find out that place I don't know so I'm supposed to have sexual assault. So my soul learns what sexual assault is. I've had it multiple times. So apparently I'm supposed to have it and I've, I've had it. So hopefully it doesn't ever happen again. Right. But let's just say that was part of the thing I had to learn. Does When does it happen? That's a variable. Mm. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. And, I, I, and that was like all totally organic thought process right there. Yeah. No, I love that. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> All right. All right. I feel, I feel a little almost off. like like channeled as, and as you were talking yeah. as, as you were talking I, I I like in my head I don't know heard thought still trying to figure that part out. <laughs> here. Same here. Um in between your spikes you're supposed to find joy. Oh, yes. Preach, preach. Yeah. That's like a that- new concept. Yeah. To you or it <laughs> for you, for me, for probably every human being on the planet, you know, everyone writes like the memes on social media, like find your joy, have gratitude, be humble, be present in the moment. And it's like, we all say that, but then when we actually do it, um, it's, it's, it is all those words together. I've just recently been there where I've really put myself this month into like every experience I have, I stop. And I just like experience it. Like I just listen and I feel and I taste and I, I visualize and I look, I smell. And I'm like, I'm in this place where it's like, I, it, I'm, I'm running very slow for a reason. And um, it's been really interesting to be in places where I'm really finding joy in this, in the smallest things and re- and honestly finding joy, not just saying I found joy, but yeah. like really joy in like how I, like what I'm tasting or what I'm, experiencing or what I'm hearing and it's it's been I don't know it's it's been interesting because if you're I don't think you're wrong I think joy is just 
something we take for granted and we act like we're having, we plan joy, right? You plan vacations, you plan date nights with your partner, you plan um, trips to the kids, you plan holidays, you plan, plan, plan. And a lot of times during this, when the event occurs, it's hectic and crazy and stressful. And, but then you have other moments when you're just like, wow, this feels so good. Like mm-hmm. I laid under a tree a few weeks ago with my shoes off. And I was laying there looking up in, in the tree and I was like, I feel so joyful right now. Like it smells so good out here and it's so beautiful and like it's quiet and I can think. And I was like, I don't need to plan this. I like pulled my car over and just did it. For, mm-hmm. I was the person doing it. I was in heels and full makeup. So it was just like, <laughs> you having a mental breakdown? Is this woman <laughs> needing a breakdown? Possibly, possibly, but I wasn't. So <laughs> yeah, it was just felt the moment to do it. And Again, following the intuition was a big deal. My gut was like, pull over, stop for a minute, breathe. And not because you're panicking, just trust me on this. And I did, and it was beautiful. I found joy in that little spike. I love that. And I got I I got into a hammock like for the very first time in my entire life, probably yes. like you know, a couple months ago. And I get in that hammock and I was like, I don't even know how to describe this feeling. Because I I feel I, I really feel like that's what joy is when you can't. It's so good, you can't even describe the yes. feeling. Yes, yes, it is. It, it's yeah. It's 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 like we don't have enough of those experiences to compare. Almost like mm-hmm. how good it feels to not have time, reason. So like you're having a moment, and you just feel so elated, and you feel so free, and you feel so good. That is all encompassing the joy, and it could be the stupidest thing. Like um, I went out with hot hair one night. I mean, granted, it's summer, shocker. And I took my son, I went, we had dinner and I said, get in the car, we're going to get um, like fro- like ice cream, soft serve. And so we got there and I was like, we were sitting out in front of the place eating ice cream and it was like hot out and we had the dog and we were just laughing. And it was like, we hadn't done that. He's 25 years old. We hadn't done that. It was like the most simple, delicious moment that we were like, you know, cracking jokes at certain people, no judgment. We were just being yeah. human. And so it was just a beautiful for 15, 20 minutes that we were just like, okay, let's go home now. And like, let's finish our ice cream. And like, it was just, it was a pure little joy moment where he wasn't stressed and I wasn't stressed and I wasn't busy and he wasn't busy. And we got to just sit there and enjoy ice cream for just a few minutes. And it was great. It was great. So no, you're not wrong. And I like that. I think we should start spiking in joy or follow your intuition and make choices. You might find a lot more joy in that versus Exactly. Yeah. Um, the joy. I had a thought. What the hell was my thought now? Um, Almond joy? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like not. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely, oh, the planning. You said, you know, that we plan joy. And that's mm-hmm. so true. Right. And I like never really thought of it that way until you said it. But it's so true. You plan right. when you're going to have fun. Yep. And like you, and if you just look at every experience as how much fun can I make this? Right. Right. Or, you know, it's either I can totally make this as much fun as I want, or if it's, you know, uh, an experience that isn't really an awesome experience, it's right. I always say to myself, what, are, what do I need to learn from this? Right. And sometimes giving away grace to so like letting things happen. <clears throat> yes. It's- fine but it's super great like i've just started seeing somebody and uh i've just given i've just let go thank you 
I've just mm-hmm. let it, I've just decided to let go of all expectations and all um, ideas of what I think I think I know and mm. really finding pleasure in just like the conversation and the and the growth of both of us in a short period of time leading up to hopefully more important moments that are going to be super um, authentic to just letting go of expectations. I'm 45. I have a lot of years of let down a lot of, a lot of downs. and so I'm you know naturally you're going to start progressing towards this is going to happen that's going to happen you know she's going to mess up here she's going to lie and in my mind I had to go stop doing that it's not a big deal it's not a deal breaker let it just unfold the truth is always going to come out so let it happen and hopefully the truth is what she's saying and you know what uh, I'm just letting it go and I feel so much better like I don't even have any worries i just let it go and it's great so i love that more joy now this i feel like this is like a shift in perspective for you yeah huge yeah Yeah. huge has this shift in perspective like rolled over into your mediumship is it different yeah because i was very structured in my in my office i was like they come in they sit down i have a spiel which is like Thank you for having me. Did you get referred here? Um, are you here for those who've passed away? You need to connect with, are you here for your guidance, your personal life? And I, because I was doing it so, I am doing it so often. And then in the last like two months, um, I've just kind of decided to like not do that. Like mm-hmm. I always pre-read. So I'll sit in my office and I'll, I'll, I'll ask questions like, who are you? Why are you here? What are you coming here for? What does a person come to the office need or on Zoom? Um, give me that information. So when I see you, as you will know, when I see you, I already have a, a list of things that have already come up that we need to address and, and who it is for and why it's important to you, why it affects you. And then we talk about who they are, who coming through, what role they play, how they die personality wise. Right. So I do that first, but I started to let go of being so structured. I always have that the parameters that I want to abide by because it's a little bit easier. I want to give as much information in that hour as possible. So I'm the guiding is not about my guide is not about getting through it fast. It's about giving you as much as possible for your dollar. You know what I mean? And so I want you to feel like you got your money's worth. Um, and then beyond that, I started letting go of like, I, I'll sit back and not try to talk over somebody else. Like, no, no, I have more to say. I have more to say. They might have things to say. So I have to let them, let them say certain things that they want to discuss that may not be, you know, the uncle coming through who died in a motorcycle, who's upset about the fact that they call it his fault. and It wasn't his fault. You know, that, that is great, but that's not what they're here for. So I had to go, well, you have five people here and they all have a lot to say and I wanted to get it off my chest. No, that person may just want to talk about their marriage or their health or their job. So I had to start learning that that wasn't all about me just deciding what I'm going to do and pushing that on them and giving them a ton of dead people information. I have to let sit back and let them, let them say what they need to discuss. And then I can tap into those who passed away and get answers. Make Uh sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because yeah. I can totally see that, you know, somebody comes in, they're paying you. And it that's like, that's almost like a, <clears throat> that's like a, a mindset. Like, I, I can't put the word on the, you know, the type of mindset I'm thinking about. But it's like, the mindset of like, you just need to like regurgitate everything. So you're feeling like, right. you're worthy enough to take their to like to receive the money right. they're giving you for this. When I pre-read and people come through and they have things to say, I'm, I was in a mindset to where like, 
the reason why they're coming through is it's very important that we get these things off our their their crawl because there wasn't closure with dad and they weren't there for it. So please take it off your shoulders. It's not a big deal. Like these sort of things that are health stuff. But sometimes people come to me and that's great and it validates, you know, what I do for a living when I tell them certain things that are super private and independent to like that person who's passed and that connection with them. But then I'll get through like maybe 20 minutes and they're like, I love that you are extremely good at what you do. And thank you so much for giving me 4,000 things off Jumpstart about these five people that matter to me. However, yeah. I have questions about my job and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I, and, and even if job is on the list, I won't take it as seriously as like suicide, murder, uh, lack of connection at death. I take that stuff real personal. So I want to get that stuff out and then we'll go through the, what they need. And so I just kind of learned to like, I was, you know, if it was you, right? Like, I want to say this is coming through. If that's not important to you, it's totally fine. What are you here for? So that way I can integrate both things into the same thing at once. And then they can get a little bit of both. Most people come for both. They come for those who passed away to reconnect with and get messages from them that are super important and private um, that no one else knows about. Because um, people always ask me, do you check social media? Is that a thing you do? It's like, that would be very easy to do. Um, and my answer is, yeah, I have. If it's a dude, if I have a dude coming in here at 7 p.m. at night and uh, because of some of the things that have happened with males coming in, you know, I love men. I've raised two sons and I love them. I just have had experiences that make me a little scared. So I want to make sure that vibe doesn't make me feel like I need to be protected because I've actually had happen in here that were very scary. Um, and then if I think I know you from like school or personal life, I'll like look real quick. Is that the same Cheryl Johnson that I knew? And that's kind of like, I don't want to like, I don't want to go off the things I already know about her or him prior. Yeah. I want to new stuff that I have no idea mm-hmm. about. I don't give a shit what you've done in life. I don't care who you miss. I want it to be as organic as possible. So that, that way you walk out of here being like, holy crap. There's all these things that I've never posted on social media that she never would have known about. So that's mm-hmm. important to me that that's, that's handled first and foremost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like, like when you just said, you're kind of like just regurgitating what spirit's telling you. Right. It's almost like you just had to switch that perspective to this isn't the spirit show. <laughs> right. This, All is, the- this is the client show. Like they're yeah. the one, you know, they're yeah. the ones coming in here and investing in you. Right. So yeah. yeah. That's- People who have really tumultuous families. Um, like I've had, I had an incident about three months ago, woman came in and the dad, I always know, when spirit will not come in the room, they're like in the lobby of my of the office, um, that something's wrong. Mm. Something wrong. And so if they're asking, per- it's like Dracula, if they're asking permission to come into the reading, something is amiss. So she comes in, sits down. I'm like, I have to ask you, uh, your dad's passed? And yeah. Okay, well, he's in the lobby and he needs to know if he can come in here. And she's like, absolutely not. Mm. And I was like, and four. And I've learned these things as I've been doing this long enough to where there is natural boundaries that are created between mm-hmm. her, that spirit and me. And so then she's like, why do you think that? And I'm like, well, because he's asking to come in here and I'm seeing sexual assault. And then she opened up and said he had raped her her whole life. And mm-hmm. he what he was for was demand of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Demand. Oh, she wasn't ready to. That's her prerogative. So when I established that, he just sat out there the whole time. And then I was able to utilize other people to then escort him. So he didn't even follow her home. Um, And we kind of established, you're never going to get forgiveness. That's her choice. And so 
that's where you land. And once that was established, he was gone. It was like he didn't have any way to penetrate her um, anymore. And it was kind of a beautiful thing, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. That's gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. So, um, all right. We're going to wrap this up because this was like a whole bunch of conversation. <laughs> multiple conversations. Like my head. Right <laughs> it was multiple conversations, but it's going to be cool. All these people listening are like just sitting with us having coffee, chatting about weird shit. So this is awesome. I love it. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. So just remind everyone again, real quick, what your website is so that they can reach out if they want. Sure. It's connectwithjanessa.com. It's J-E-N-E-S-S-A. And also on all social media platforms, you can reach out there too. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing time and thoughts with us today. And we'll see everyone in the next episode.